I love how I've got like a production schedule with dates and drop downs and you've got a list of 78 adages. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's an important part of our podcast experience. Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam. We're doing episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms because it is truly outrageous and it has some interesting conceptions about Venice, which is where we're going today because this is episode 12 in Stitches. This one is written by Mary Scrennis. Uh, she is a constant writer on the show. Holy crap, if you Google Mary Scrennis, the picture that comes up on Google is, uh, I think it's Mary Scrennis in a Ms. Marvel costume. Are you talking about, like, modern Carol Danvers, or...? No, we're talking, like, bathing suit. I'm pretty sure this is not actually her, and they just grabbed the first result on Google Image Search. Probably. Yeah, no, that is definitely not her. Thanks, Internet. Uh, This is actually the first episode that brings up uh, sort of Shayna's not-holograms character interest, uh, of which we have, you know few in the series but Shayna is a is a designer she uh she is a fashion designer and apparently according to Lindsay in this episode uh Shayna is on record as the holograms designer yeah so like everybody knew that except us before now and uh and we intro this by bringing up Ashley our favorite starlight girl who has like about six different interests throughout the series and will not let you define her or tell her what to do Shayna is teaching Ashley how to design clothes and she starts by saying draw a stick figure very good and then it zooms in on like a picture of some hope couture fashion plate going on that's not a stick figure at all. Ashley's like, teach me how to draw. And Shana says, well, I'll try, but you have to work at it. It's actually like decent advice, though. I swear to God, I was waiting. I was waiting for Ashley to peek over her shoulder and ask, is that anime? No one is safe from that question. Draw me! So Shana's drawing lesson is interrupted because Lindsay's show is on, and we all really care about this for some reason, which is actually going to be like a plot point for the next couple of episodes, which is... Everything is interrupted for Lindsay's show. Lindsay's show brings the entire household to a standstill. It is that important. I still can't believe her name is spelled L-I-N hyphen Z. I've written it down so many times in my notes and I still can't believe it. Every time I lift up my pen and I'm like, that can't be right. I watch it with subtitles just so I can catch anything in case I missed it. They actually just spell it, you know, L-I-N, uh, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y. And every time it happens, I get so mad. <laughs> And I go, that's not how you spell it, subtitles. <laughs> you think it would be. So Lindsay is, uh, I mean, she's apparently like the evening edition, or maybe this is like the MTV news that kind of popped up every couple of commercial breaks. It's hard to say. Uh, but Lindsay is announcing that there is a rock fashion video contest in Italy that is invitation only. There's going to be bands around the world competing in this, and they're all dressed in like glam rock versions of It's a Small World outfits. My favorite's Australia, because they're all in like like short shorts and, and hats, and it's magnificent. It's like they're all cosplaying like sexy crocodile Dundee for Halloween. It's like the freaking Hunger Games all up ends. Everybody has to wear an awful costume before they die. They haven't chosen America's contender for this contest yet, and Lindsay starts throwing up cards to speculate who the American contender might be. And the first thing she says is, the limp lizards. Oh my god, the limp lizards. I love the limp lizards so much, and I'm so sad they're not actually in this episode. What if the limp lizards had won? 
What if the limp lizards had bit, had made it past these primaries? Can you imagine what a wonderful show that would be if the limp lizards just show up in their like crocodile print onesies? Yes, the the misfits and the and the and the holograms doing their thing, and neither of them win the contest, and it's the limp lizards <laughs> wearing the same thing they always do. Look, you don't argue with a classic, okay? If it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. So the contenders are the limp lizards, the misfits, and the holograms, and uh, and the guy that is running this contest, Tony Cassini, is surprise on Lindsay's show live to announce the winners from the United States, and the winner is he couldn't care enough to decide. He's like, whatever, just send both the misfits and the holograms to my fashion contest and is apparently unaware of the mayhem this will inevitably cause. And he's not even going to give the limp lizards a chance? Come on. The other countries are now going to immediately be very angry. Well, yeah, because America's got an unfair advantage. They got two contestants and not one. But of course, Venice is going to burn to the ground because pizzazz has been set loose there. And the misfits, of course, hearing that they have to share the spotlight with the holograms are PO'd. They're so mad because apparently they have a professional designing these costumes and the holograms just have Shayna. Roxy is so PO'd about this that she's like, well, Shayna's an amateur. Amateurs get shaken. And she calls Shayna to brag about the Misfits designer and to tell Shayna that she's going to fail. She's going to fail badly. Oh my gosh, it's so awesome. And it's like Lindsay's already, uh, like Shane is already coming off of being kind of nervous about this because Lindsay chooses to reiterate to the audience that Shane is the only performer designer while the, while the other designers are full time. So like she comes off of this being kind of nervous and then she picks up the phone and she is not surprised that it is Roxy. She doesn't even ask, how did you get this number? So this begs the question. How often do the misfits call the holograms just to like yell at them or tell them they suck? Pizzazz pops in with like the best insult to Shayna. You're just a potato sack seamstress for a bunch of orphans. Last episode, we got Little Miss Pink hair in the sing-alongs. And this episode, we get a potato sack seamstress for a bunch of orphans. How is Pizzazz even culturally aware enough to know the phrase potato sack seamstress? That was dated in the 80s. I don't know. I think, I mean, there's obviously no internet to inform Pizzazz of this. She must just pick it up somewhere. Is this just how Daddy Gabor Bucks talks? And this is, she picked it up from him? I can see him snapping that at like somebody tailoring a suit or something. Baby Phyllis stares up with wide eyes, forever putting that in her brain. So Shayna really lets the misfits rattle her and she's mad that she does, but she stays up late all night working on new designs because, and it should be noted, they actually fly to Italy tomorrow. They didn't know until Lindsay's show that they were going to Italy the next day. So Shayna's just like really, really stressed out, really worrying about all this. And the holograms come in and uh, they decide, well, they're going to cheer her up with what else? A song. And this is our this is our first musical of the day. Uh, it is the holograms number. It depends on the mood I'm in. And guys, I actually really like this one. I like the theme is sort of like cheering up our sister and being cute. Yeah, this is a, a really cute, music video. I mean, the song isn't spectacular, but it's it's almost this, almost this Mamma Mia-esque sequence of them like goofing off in Shayna's wardrobe and trying to cheer her up and telling her she's awesome. And it's actually like, it, it's cute. I like it. Although I kind of wish that Kimber and Aja got to dress up too instead of just hanging out in their like pajamas. Because Kimber's, Kimber's pajamas is like a weird like onesie. It's like a tank top onesie. There's also like a tiny little bit of a callback to the theme song in here when it's like, I can be cute or bold or truly outrageous. 
And so, uh, and so over the course of this, they, they cheer her up through the song, they inspire her, and she does some new designs based on this, based off of sort of the holograms and the clothes that they've been playing around with. And it's, it's, it's really cute. I feel like we're actually getting to a couple of episodes in a row here where like almost all the songs are, are they're just fun, they're cute, and uh, at worst, they're just kind of mediocre. You say that, but we're like, two episodes away from Misfits in Hawaii after after the music awards. Yes, but we're not there yet. The next morning, uh, Shayna packs up her designs, puts them, puts them in this little portfolio canister, puts it puts the canister next to a apparently a treasure chest, and the canister gets swapped by someone wearing these bright red gloves that we never see again. So then we do like this this quick montage of them on a plane overnight. Oh my god, this this makes me mad. This makes me mad because I know we haven't established that Kimber and Jerrica's mom died in a plane crash, but later they will use these same exact cells of a plane flying through a storm before it crashes to show Kimber and Jerrica's mom dying. Yeah, that's true. This is a big thunderstorm going on, and they, they just don't even seem, like, worried about this at all. And they're also not nervous about hanging out in bathrooms for hours, apparently. Jem goes to the aircraft bathroom because she's in costume, because Jerrica's supposed to be in New York, and thank God she's inside the bathroom by the time that her hologram abruptly cuts out and she turns back into Jerrica because satellite interference. Yeah, this is the excuse synergy to have satellite interference. You didn't have this problem in China. Last resorts, it was just, you know, a bear was in the way, but apparently satellites <laughs> are a problem now. <laughs> I want that bear and like the money robbing snake to hang out. They can hang out with Zipper. So, so Jerrica, first off, she gets a knock on the door when someone asks, is this occupied? Which like, have you been on a plane? Yes. And then she's worried about answering because clearly people can tell the difference between Jem and Jerrica just by listening. And then it's like, and then we get this time skip where we have to assume that she's been in the bathroom for hours because by the time the satellite interference clears and she's back to Jem, they are getting ready to land. She was in there long enough that it was probably weird. <laughs> yeah. Long enough that surely a flight attendant would be like, ma'am. And long enough that probably a good number of people on the airplane hate her. While that weird little incidental plot point happens, we land in Venice, where the holograms are apparently going to be staying with the Countess de Foussaint, whose name I can never get right. And I mean, I got the I got the impression she's uh, she's French. Does she just have like an Italian estate in Venice? Bouvoussant is French, so I guess she has an Italian estate. Anyway, they get gondolas to the Countess's place because it's Venice. All the girls pile into one gondola because mysterious gondola driver says the other guy should take the girls and he'll take the luggage. And Shayna says she's going to ride with the wardrobe and climbs into the luggage gondola. And it turns out... It's Zipper! <laughs> <laughs> yep, Zipper poses as a gondola driver with, I believe, a fake mustache and a fake Italian accent. I know, he's dressed to the nines for this. And decides he's going to make his getaway on a gondola. I was so excited to have like a gondola chase here, and at the very last moment, it was snatched from me. Because Zipper, there's sort of a chase, but Zipper just sort of keeps hopping over gondolas in what's actually a pretty, like, decent little spot of animation there. Platforming across gondolas. Like, and does this remind anybody else of Zipper, like, jumping rooftops in Paris? <laughs> yes, yes. Zipper has a lot more agility than we give him credit for. This dude's incredible. 
Anyway, the misfits show up and they've got a motorboat. As Zipper hops in, it kind of upsets the motorboat. Pizzazz gets turned around because she always does. And she just keeps barreling forward. But it turns out she's barreling forward toward Shayna. As always, memento mori by our dolls. When we come back from the commercial, Shayna jumps out of the boat, gets completely dunked, and then says, and this I wrote this down word for word, I'll pulverize them. Shayna is mad. She's also mad because Zipper stole her designs. Or the thing that supposedly had her designs in it. Right, because it turns out once they get to the Countess and freshen up a little, after the Countess gives them a little bit of a pep talk, like, we're not going to let them stop us. We're going we're gonna to keep pushing through and just sort of like, you know, Shayna gets some self-confidence. Uh, they check out the shoes and accessories trunk, which was recovered, and it makes a noise. It makes a people noise. Specifically, it makes the noise of Ashley screaming, ow, and then cussing them out. I do want to point out really quick, Shayna just got dunked in a canal in Venice. Venice's canals are gross. Nothing can live in those. They're really, really gross. Shayna's makeup has not moved. (laughs) Shayna's makeup is still there. It must be like tattooed onto her face or set with like industrial quality shellac or something. Anyway, Ashley's in the trunk. And she was apparently in the trunk the whole time, including when the, the trunk was in the plane's cargo hold. How did she not die? I also want to raise the question, exactly how many trunks has Ashley been stuffed into or stuffed herself into at this point? Because it is higher, uh, it is a higher number than it should be. Ashley is like, hey, did you guys like my drawings? You're what? <laughs> She's like, I traded Shayna's drawings for mine, and I've just been holding on to Shayna's and hugging it in this trunk. This empty trunk that was supposed to be full of, of of shoes and accessories. Although later they say that the shoes and accessories were in the trunk but got waterlogged. Which raises the question, A, we didn't see any of those in the trunk with Ashley, and B, if the shoes and accessories got so waterlogged that they were ruined, how did Ashley not drown? Uh, here's my theory. Uh, the guy that brought in the trunk, he opened it, he noticed there was an orphan inside, decided this isn't my job, took out the shoes and accessories... And then close the trunk. (laughs) I mean, that seems like the only sober reaction to this. And this also brings up the point. So Ashley was the person wearing those like red gloves. Why did she dress up in like a shadowy cloak type stuff? She clearly had some kind of outfit for this. Is that just her shenanigans outfit? Oh my god, w- wouldn't you have a shenanigans outfit? Yeah, I would. I totally would. So, like, Ashley has swapped designs, which means the designs that they have over at Eric's Villa, it turns out there is an Eric's Villa here in Venice, it's all Ashley's little doodles. I will want to point out that there is, like, a uh, a peanut gallery of Italian seamstresses in the background that uh, keep giggling at Eric Raymond, and he keeps screaming, Silencio! at them. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. So, so these like these weird stereotypical Italian seamstresses. Do they seem? I mean, it just it just seems like the Italian Anti Defamation League might have something to say about this. And we also find another rub in this Misfits plan is that their professional designer Bobby Stark had a toothache, so he couldn't come to Venice. Uh, so the Misfits don't actually have any quote costumes, which I mean, they keep using the word costumes here, and that doesn't seem quite right because costumes seems like like something fantastic rather than like outfits or or clothing or to be fair the other contestants in the contest are clearly wearing costumes like sexy crocodile dundee they're super wearing costumes 
<laughs> Which makes me wonder if maybe the misfits and the and the holograms misunderstood the point of this exercise. Were they supposed to be like sexy cowboys? Shayna does have to make clothes though. So we have this montage of her staying up late making clothes. And like, you know, it's it's a little silly the rate of how she finishes these because she makes three outfits overnight and they're completely done. They're not like pinned or anything. They're sewn. They're good to go. Uh, she made them about as fast as the Grinch made his Santa costume. But it's but I have to admit, like the music they use and the rate at which it goes, it's it's, you know, kind of nice, kind of soothing. And it actually shows, you know, at least a little bit of research into how clothing is put together, if not, you know, realism. And it shows the characters being good at something that isn't glam rock, which I appreciate. Yeah, it's such a nice change of pace. And it's like, it feels like Kimber kind of has this with her with her being flirty. Uh, Aja kind of has this in her moments when she actually gets stuff done. But Aja doesn't really have much going on in terms of like what her hobby is. Her, her hobby is probably like going to hang out with her other friends and complaining about how incompetent the holograms are. Especially complaining about Rio. I would buy that. She has an entire other life that she hasn't told any of them about. She's like Rosa Diaz from Brooklyn Nine-Line. She's like, do people know anything about my life? No, I like it that way. So in order to sort of top off these outfits, uh, the holograms now need new shoes and accessories because there was an orphan in the trunk instead. So they go shopping. Shayna and Ashley go check out shoes and Ashley has this little philosophical waxing about shoes and it's like you could be anyone you wanted shoes shoes to run in and this clerk like takes her into a wall shoes to dance in pizzazz waltzes in goes shoes to walk all over you in and then we get our next music video which is designing woman i, I really like this song it's one of those fake feminist songs where a woman talks about how awesome she is by putting down other women yeah yeah it's like in, it's empowering in a really crappy way uh, and, and it's like, the title doesn't make a whole lot of sense, this designing woman. It's like, they kind of tried to find some way to make it fit with this, like, fashion show theme for the rest of the episode. But, like, I kind of love these lyrics. They're so mean. At one point, we get uh, one of the shoe store employees coming in with a pile of boxes. And I paused it just so I could write down all of these shoe brands, these fake shoe brands. We've got Kanike, like C-A hyphen Nike. We've got Tun, T-U-N-N. We got Reverse, Shebok, and Redidas. Oh my gosh. Those are great. So Pizzazz is apparently doing all the designs for the Misfits, I guess. And then they just kind of like peace out. After this song, uh, we cut back to the holograms, to the holograms bedroom where, where all the designs are. And Zipper, dressed like a freaking ninja, comes in, rappels down from a rope set into the ceiling. And steals the clothes. Does Zipper have an outfit for every occasion? Because I think he's more, he's as fashionable as the holograms. Did Zipper ever have a doll? Because I feel like he should have. I don't think he did, but gosh, I would have bought like six outfits for Zipper. Anyway, Shayna in the other room is like, I just want to check on the costumes. I've got a bad feeling. Is Shayna psychic? I don't know. She might have a psychic connection to her clothes. And this might be her like awakening as some kind of psychic because... She's a golly, she is out for blood. Yeah, she's like, she is so mad that the costumes are gone. She's like, we know exactly where they are. We know exactly who did this because Shayna's read the script. And Shayna's like, I'm going to go get my costumes back. He's like, I've had enough of this garbage. And I'm like, Shayna, where did this happen? I'm okay with this. Shayna's like the avenging psychic fashion designer. It's incredible. 
She's so demure, like, every other time, except for now. So they sneak into Eric's villa in, like, bright pastels. Because that's a thing you do. Although I will point out that Jem has, like, a cute little hoodie outfit for breaking into places. Yeah, I don't think she wears that thing again because it is a cute outfit. I also want to point out that Shayna drives the gondola. Yeah, Shayna knows how to drive a gondola, apparently. Or row it, or whatever you do with a gondola. You push a gondola? Steer a gondola, navigate a gondola. We're going to be here for days. Shayna can do the thing with a gondola. They can't get in the back door, so they circle around to the front door. And just as they do that, four of the slightly stereotypical little Italian seamstresses show up in the Misfits Manor. Eric opens the door, uh, says, I ordered five seamstresses. Where's the other one? You can order seamstresses in Italy. Is it like a pizza? You just call in and wait? I don't know. I mean, they straight up laugh at him, though. Yeah, all they do is laugh at Eric, which I feel is like the ultimate revenge on him. (laughs) Anyway, Jem has an idea, so she gets Synergy to disguise her as a seamstress and shows up to the front door and gets led into the manor, where the misfits are playing around with the stolen costumes. And Pizzazz is like, well, you can't be be going on stage in these wimpy pastel colors. Yeah, we can't wear these sissy colors. So she gathers them all up, dumps them into uh, Seamstress Jem's arms, and says, take these downstairs and dye them black. Oh my god, and Roxy though. Roxy is so impressed by this scene that we get a whole shot of her going, cool. Like, black? Black is cool. She's like, her mind is blown by this idea. So Jem, of course, has been serendipitously given the clothes. Uh, She dumps them out the windows and uh, the holograms hop out. But Eric somehow sees this happen and the misfits give chase. And again, again, they could have given me a gondola chase here. (laughs) But they didn't because they hate you specifically. It's a foot chase over a bridge and they get into a tug of war over the costumes And the misfits somehow end up catapulted over the side of the bridge, dangling over the water, hanging by their hands from the costumes. And of course they tear. Zipper comes by with a boat. Pizzazz and Stormer manage to land in the boat, but Roxy gets dunked in, again, really disgusting Venice Canal water. I feel like the narrative seems to, and the the lines seem to imply that the holograms saved the misfits from, like, dying from falling into the water. And, And, like, they acknowledge this, and I don't understand and so they're like, well, now we don't have any costumes. And then Jem's like, oh, wait, we have freaking holograms. Synergy apparently has Shayna's design stored in her memory. I don't know when this happened. So the holograms realize that apparently this is also the same night that the contest happens. There's a guy named Tito who's going to take them there, but they're all broke and he wants some cash dollars, even though like... They can, even though they can get like money from the Countess on the other side. And he's like, I'm not buying that. No way. He is a gondola driver in Venice. How many times has he been burned on that front? It's cool. I know a Countess. (laughs) Yeah, it's cool. I know a Countess. No reasonable boatman is going to take that excuse. I also want to point out that Tito is my favorite character in this episode. He is incredible. He's pretty great. Anyway, then we get our next video. Time is running out. Rio's in, in in this music video and it's Carnivale and he's in a... He's in a cape and a mask and a dumb hat. And it's, I don't, I don't understand why he's here. It's weird. We've got like two plots going on here. First off, it's like Carnival Italian Masquerade Cinderella with Rio. And then it flips to them like being really worried that they're not going to make it to the contest in time. At the end of the song, it turns out that they are singing this song live on the street corner for change 
they're busking for boat money is what they're doing. And Tito's like, oh, you have touched the heart of Tito. And he's like, I'll, I'll, okay, yeah, I'll cover the tip. The tip's free. You guys still got to pay me, though. And he actually, like, grabs all the money that's been thrown on the sidewalk. I love Tito. Oh, my God. And Aja's just like, as he hears that, as she hears that he's not going to worry about them tipping him, she's just like, what a guy. So they get there. They actually zoom up as fast as a, as fast as a, as a motorboat that is leaving. So, like, Tito, Tito delivered. Everybody's in their, like, sexy, it's a small world outfits. The Misfits, for some reason that's never fully established, go out on stage in Shayna's stolen designs but dyed black. Cool. But it's never established how they got the, like, the costumes were pretty much destroyed. I don't know what the deal is there. Did the seamstresses just whip those up in an afternoon after seeing the costumes once? And Shayna's like, okay, so I guess we'll come up with some brand new designs at the last minute. And we'll just tell Synergy what they are or scan them or whatever the heck Synergy does. And then you guys remember that stupid airplane like satellite glitch thing? Well, they bring it back for like half a second to pad out the tension. Yep, there's a flicker and then all of a sudden the girls are in like bathing suits. I'm guessing that was the base outfit for the gem dolls underneath the clothes. I don't know. The point is they're naked and they don't have costumes and they can't go in because satellite interference. Because cheap drama. Because this show. And then it's over. It is just it is just there to pad it out. The holograms go on and everyone loves their outfits and yeah. Of course they win. And also Ashley, who's hanging out with the Countess at this point, because remember Ashley's in this episode, uh, points out that those are Shayna's designs that the, the Misfits are wearing. So Shayna's going to get a designer credit on the Misfits outfits as well. Because they believe the word of a thirteen-year-old, and it's honestly, it's a, it's a sort of a nice thing. It's a, it's a nice moment for Shayna, who is constantly a character that is insecure, unsure of herself. Uh, any lesson that she learns in this episode will just go right back at the end. Uh, but it's, it's a nice moment for her, and that's our Venice episode. That is, that is our Venice adventure. I wanted some kind of assassination to be happening in the background. I mean, I don't think that's too much to ask that they that they take into account a game that would come out some 20 odd years later. That's reasonable. So uh, before we sign off tonight, uh, we actually have a bit of an announcement. Um, our Patreon uh, has actually reached its first milestone. And this is super cool because that means that uh, we are now on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. You can listen to us without having to have a YouTube pulled up all the time on your phone because otherwise it won't lock and, and the YouTube app is stupid. Basically, you can just search the Gem Jam on iTunes. You can search the Gem Jam on SoundCloud. We are on all of those things. Give us a listen, subscribe if you like. Uh, on iTunes, it would be great if you could rate and or review us. Those would be super cool because iTunes is really bad about tracking metrics, apparently. Thank you so much to everybody that has supported the podcast, that has spread the word. A uh, special thank you to those of you who have donated. So join us next week when we start the two-parter of the Music Awards by Christy Marks. These are a great set of episodes with lots of wacky stuff that happens. Uh, and honestly, some pretty good songs. We have the return of Daddy Gabor Bucks, everybody's favorite rich guy who's obsessed with millions. Until then, though, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this has been the Gem Jam, where a nod's as good as a wink to an outrageous bat.